Summer driving is here, and so are the red-hot deals on the best tire brands at Dobbs. Money saver June deals on new sets of Goodyear, Cooper, Continental, Michelin, and Pirelli tires. Click on GoToDobbs.com to find your next set of tires today. Michelle, I'm Randy. It is 901. Your time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. And we head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line, friend of the show and friend in life, Craig Mish, kind enough to join us. He is with uh, the Miami Herald. He's an MLB Network contributor. He knows what's going on in ball. And as the Cardinals take on the Marlins, Craig is based in Miami. It's always good to talk to you, sir. Good morning. How are you doing? Good morning, Randy. Good morning, Michelle. Thanks for having me. Hey, I want to start with this. It appears under this Derek Jeter ownership that the Marlins are, are getting closer to other teams, getting a, a sponsorship naming rights for the stadium. It seems like from a media standpoint, they're doing better. Obviously, the hiring of, uh, of Kim Ng was a forward-thinking move. Am I correct in that assessment that the, the Marlins are, are getting closer to, to being real? Well, I mean, I, look, I, I mean, off the field, they've done everything possible to re-engage the fan base and show and develop trust among fans to show that they're going to be here for a long time and do all the right things. And, um, you know, anything financial, I think, that was going on off the field over the past year has been difficult just because of the pandemic and, and being able to accomplish some of those things. But, Randy, I think that it, it's it's hard because the history was so complicated with them tearing the team down a couple of different times that so many fans were alienated. And I think that, honestly, some of those fans will never come back and never believe just because they had had enough. But in terms of since Bruce Sherman and Derek Jeter took ownership over and have developed their farm system and, and worked it back, there's no doubt um, you know, that postseason last year really was what a lot of people thought could be the beginning of the turnaround and now we just have to see if that translates to on the field this year craig early or excuse me small sample size but what are your early impressions of the cardinals uh you know i i think that they're going to be competitive and be in most games and i and i still think that they should be the favorites in the division uh but you look the marlins in in the first couple of games at the very least have taken them toe to toe uh, the pitching definitely in the back end of the rotation is is going to be questionable, and I think Michelle, the reason for that is because you know John Gant he's worked himself out of some jams, and the pitching from Ponce de Leon was okay the other night. I thought the Marlins had some opportunities there, but both those two names that I just mentioned in general are not going to be seven eight inning pitchers. And I know to this point, from what I saw at least going into last night, the Cardinals had the least amount of innings from their starting pitchers to start the season. So unlike years past where they just kept rolling out these dudes that would go seven, eight innings and they just would call them up from the minors and Domber, Ponce Leon, Weaver, it just didn't matter who it was. They would just be able to have this factory of starting pitching. That's the one thing that I just don't see yet. I don't see strong starting pitching that can go deep into games. Now, when Kim comes back and Michaelis comes back, that may solve that problem. But that's kind of what I see right now. And philosophically, the Cardinals have changed with a lot of baseball in that they don't really expect a ton of innings from all of their starters, and they feel like their bullpen can get them a dozen outs a night. I don't know over the course of six months, Craig, how that's going to work. It's one thing to do it in the playoffs, and that's one of the reasons the Cardinals signed Andrew Miller because of what Tito Francona did in 2016 with the Indians in the postseason. But 
I'm like you. I think the Cardinals and every other team are going to have some pitchers that give them six or seven on a relatively regular basis. Yeah, and, and Randy, look, the point is is that if they hold Michaelis out for a month and they hold Kim out for another week or two, I mean, those are sort of your reinforcements, and then you could put Gant back in the bullpen. And, and I don't know what they would do with Ponce de Leon at that point. I, I suppose he could stick in the rotation. He's pitched well enough. I saw him pitch twice in the spring and now in the regular season. seems to me he's a good starter and, and a four or a three in the big leagues. But, Randy, I'm with you. I, I just don't think that having starters go five innings for six months is sustainable. And I definitely think that they're going to have to dip into the minor leagues and the farm system in order to get that done. Where Let's not forget Libertor is also on the way, too. So there are some reinforcements there. But the other equation to this that does change things quite a bit is what we've seen from Alex Reyes the last couple of nights. Now all of a sudden you have a guy that can come in in the eighth and shut down the ninth, and that is a game changer. So that that may equalize everything out if he's going to be this good. Uh, Craig, the NL East is a really intriguing division. Who do you like to come out of the NL East? Yeah, I know Michelle. The Braves are zero four, but that's who I picked at the beginning. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna change five games into the season or or whatever it is. I, I still think that they'll get right. Uh, you know, I think their pitching is strong. Smiley had a strong start yesterday, and Acuna hit a couple of home runs. They still lost. So I, I do think the Braves are at the top. The Phillies clearly were going to turn things around. I mean, you, you can't lose 21 games out of the bullpen and expect not to win half of those coming back the next year. The bullpens are so fickle like that. So Phillies will be good. You know, they'll be above 500 or around there, and the Mets will too. So that's kind of the way that I see the top three. And then I have Miami and Washington, uh, you know, crowding in the back. I had Miami finishing fourth, Michelle, and Washington finishing fifth. We saw the injury to Fernando Tatis Jr. the other night, Craig, and it'll be interesting, even if he's out for 10 days, to see what sort of effect on that, that has on the Padres because they should be able to live for 10 days without him. I don't know if they can live for 30 days without Tatis, but they've got enough good players on that team that I would think that 10 days should be reasonable for them to live without him if he comes back healthy. Yeah, and and I think from the Padres' standpoint, their expectations are to make the postseason, but I, I think you know, it's almost impossible to expect them to finish above LA I I just can't see it couldn't see it going into the year and I would not rush Tatis I don't think there's a reason to they're still one of the best four or five teams maybe in baseball if not they're one of the best four or five for sure in the National League and and their pitching is going to carry them for the most part the concern just has to be for me when you get into the summer where Tatis would be at if you told me that he missed two months I, I would honestly think that the Padres would be fine but then when you get to crunch time and you get to the postseason, you're going to want him to be at 100%. And if this guy has to wear a harness on his shoulder uh, in October, I, I would have some concerns there. So, uh, you know, I'm not a doctor, no real clarity on that. But my concern level for the team is not that high. For the player is, is probably a little bit more. Craig, I'm curious what your thoughts are on the Nick Castellanos incident with the Cardinals and his subsequent two-game suspension. What did you think of the entire thing, and did you think that the punishment fit the crime? Yeah, I mean, look, he'll, he'll appeal and get one game. I, I think at this at this point, uh, motions are high. Uh, you know, I, I, I think we saw their pitcher, Amir Garrett, come out yesterday and basically said that's who we're going to be. And, Michelle, sometimes teams that are inferior, and the Reds are clearly inferior to the Cardinals, they have to kind of carry on some sort of mantra and, and ignore the fact that maybe they're not as good as anybody as, as some other teams. So I, you know, I don't have a problem with it on either side. Honestly, I think that in the end, these are kids mostly younger than 30 years old 
who are all trying to make a name for themselves in the big leagues. And, and the Reds have to have some sort of calling card going into the year. And if they're going to play with a chip on their shoulder and say, we're going to be the bad guys this year and, and that works for them, so be it. We know the Cardinals are not going to do that. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. Any emotion in the game, anything that's fun. The only thing that I hate is, is that drama a lot of times overtakes the actual games. And we seem to spend so much time talking about fighting and, and the unwritten rules and things like that, as opposed to just some really great baseball that's been played over the last week. So that's the only kind of disappointing thing for me. Yeah, that was a game where all we really wanted to talk about was the fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I understand it. And, and look, it's, it's part of it, and, and that's what makes baseball so fun or the, or the extra things. But, like, for me, it's, it's just so intriguing to see the first week of the season and see, like, a guy like this, this kid on the Rockies last night hit three home runs in one game, and now, you know, we're wondering what's up with the ball. Like, I mean, the, there's a lot of other stories going on. I just that's, – that's just one for me that I understand. Listen, in the market that you guys are in, of course, that's what you're going to be talking about on a morning show. But, uh, you know, for me, I, I love talking about the great performances and the actual games and how they play out. But I guess that just makes me who I am. Hey, Craig, one more thing, and you tweeted about this the other night when uh, Shohei Otani hit that home run, and everybody we talked to during spring training said that's the storyline to watch, that Otani can be such a transcendent player because of what he does, both on the mound and at the plate. That's really fun, but I'm intrigued to see whether or not young American players will start to do even more of both. The Cardinals drafted a guy last year that is a two-way player. We've seen several. I wonder if we'll see even more guys try to be two-way players. Yeah. I mean, Randy, look, there's, there's a, definitely a chance of at least trying that. I don't, I don't see why it couldn't hurt, but you have to be you know successful at it. I think there's, there's a reason why the only one to do it is Otani. There's another player on the Tampa Bay Rays named Brendan McKay, who was drafted very high as a, as a pitcher and a hitter. And he has just had so many injuries too, very similar to Otani. I think he is due back in June, if I'm not mistaken, but they want to use him in both spots too. Uh, the, the thing for me more along the lines of Otani is that Major League Baseball is always trying to find a way to make headlines and not get overshadowed by things like the NFL draft or, or you know NBA drama. And this is a perfect way for them to be able to do that with this player. I, I, I don't think that it, it should be overstated enough how magical this guy is to be able to pitch and hit and do it at such a high level. I mean, let's be real. They know he's pitching every single Sunday this Major League Baseball season. That's what they've decided. He is their Sunday pitcher. He's going to make 20 starts, and he's going to be in the lineup every day. They play mostly late games. It should be either MLB Network or ESPN or ESPN2 to pick up his game and air it every Sunday this baseball season. There is no doubt in my mind. Yeah, there's going to be a start or two where he's going to come out after the second inning. But the idea that you have to scramble or have a package to be able to watch his games on TV on Sunday, it should never be. He's a game changer, and I believe that. Great observation. Craig, always great to have you with us. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, Randy, Michelle, have a great morning. Thanks for calling me. Thank you. That is Craig Mish. You can see his work on MLB Network, contributes there, Miami Herald, and knows what's going on in baseball. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. 
TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. It's a well-known fact that good sleep leads to a happier life. Okay, maybe that's not a fact fact, but... Don't you just feel amazing after a great night's sleep? Like the first night back in your own bed after traveling. It's time to demand more first night back kind of sleep. Stop tossing and turning and talk with your doctor about how you can seize the night and day. And visit SeizeTheNightAndDay.com to learn more.